welcome. You're listening to I Wanna Believe Radio. Right here, powered by Live Radio 1 on the Paranormal Now Network. And here's your hosts, Dan Holroyd, Bob Penny, and Elmer Poster. I wanna believe, I wanna believe. Hello, all right, you're listening to I Want to Believe Talk Radio on the Paranormal Now Talk Radio Network. We are also featured on 89.9 WKDS here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And uh, we are featured, well, of course, you can go to uh, the Paranormal Now website, which is para, P-A-R-A-Now.com. You had to remember that? You were... I know. Lost for a second I, I was there. lost for a second. I'm, I, I think I'm just getting old and getting yeah. You know, powered powered by Live Radio One yeah, and uh, CRS moments. Yep. Yes, C- Live Radio One's the mothership. <laughs> CRS moments. <laughs> we'll have to do a commercial for that. Those CRS and, uh, moments. Also broadcast, uh, you know, here locally on WKDS 89.9 FM Kalamazoo, and uh, on our YouTube channel, which you go to uh, YouTube and type in Paranormal Now Network. That'll take you over, and you'll see some of our latest interviews uh, with a little fireside uh, video added to it or just a still. I know that uh, today I was finally, finally able to get the interview we did with Daryl Weissman of uh, Post Town. I've been struggling with that, and uh, Jerry Jodlowski as well from How to Halloween. And, uh, of course, we have a guest on tonight, and once we get this one done, we'll have this one available on those places as well. That's right, guys. Uh, the Paranormal Now uh, Network features all kinds of different podcasts and video casts as well. We've got The Real Deals, Kenneth and Fair Rose Deal. Uh, they are a demonology couple, and they've got a wonderful show. Uh, it's actually it's a live studio video, and they're actually going to be going live on the network, I think, here pretty soon. They're, we're still working out uh, some of the uh, broadcasting, but they've got their old shows, and they are currently still doing some shows that we are running on their page. Uh, we also have um, Deb and RJ DeRoos, uh, Mystical Awakenings Radio, which uh, we've got their content on there as well, and they are also going to be broadcasting a live video podcast feed as well. And then we have uh, famed uh, psychic medium, Patty Negri, and... Uh, Radio host Sheena Metal with their shows, Haunted Playground, and uh, they we also have their shows on the uh, on their page, but they will also be doing a uh, live, uh, I believe, video podcast as well. On yeah, network, eventually, so. I think eventually. I know they've been really busy, so yeah, we're getting things kind of up and running here, and pretty soon we've got the live features, we've got the chat box in there, so you can talk to them and chat with them, and. Uh, uh, just have a fun time with it. And real quick, our hearts and, and our prayers and uh, good vibes go out to uh, Deb DeRuce and her family. I know they were struggling with uh, a yeah, little RJ's bit of hardship brother. with RJ's brother. And uh, heard from uh, Deb the other day and said that they're getting things in order and they'll be back with us very soon. So we wanted to let them Perfect. know we're thinking about them. Yep, definitely. 
All right, well, man. Anyways, let's get on with the show. Yes. Man. You know, this, That's why I came here, Bob. This, you know, it's funny because Dan brought this old comic. It's an <clears throat> old Lost in Space comic. <laughs> the, the Robinson 60s. family. It's called the Robinson family, yep. Lost, in, Lost space. in Space. And yep. it's basically what they based the Lost in Space series from is this little comic here. And uh, so we've got a little bit of sci-fi theme. We're looking down in the studio. I've got a I Want to Believe poster, the kind that uh, Fox Mulder had in his office. And right in front of you, you have got a Ouija, Ouija board. board hanging up on the wall. <laughs> we've got some Star Trek posters in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Man, we are all decked out with all kinds of fandom down here. And, of course, this awesome guest that's waiting and on us awesome to stop guest, talking. this awesome guest, I mean, it just goes with the atmosphere. <laughs> right. you know, we're just going to burn a candle here, turn off the lights. <clears throat> and I tell you what, man. You get touchy-feely. We've, we've got... The one and only Andrew Smith. He is the Braxton County Visitor Center Director right there in Braxton County, West Virginia, uh, which is home to the infamous Flatwoods Monster sightings, uh, which started back in the 1950s. And uh, actually, they did a documentary recently, Small Town Monsters. Seth Breedlove, our friend, did a documentary on the Flatwoods Monster, uh, which you know featured Andrew. And I heard that the premiere back in April was just through the roof. I mean, they had to turn people away from the premiere. Of the well, show. I've seen I've seen a couple other uh, short ones done uh, as well on YouTube. Uh, so I've actually just recently, when you said we were having Andrew on, um, I had just seen one of those. It's kind of kind of serendipitous, really strange. And I was really intrigued by the boys and the family's account and. Uh, you know, other witnesses, but we're going to let Absolutely. him tell that story as we get into this. But, Andrew, welcome to the show. Welcome to I Want to Believe Radio. Yeah. Welcome, Andrew. Well, thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, hey, it's great having you on here. Uh, we're just excited to uh, kind of delve into the legend and to uh, uh, your neck of the woods here and the Flatwoods Monster. I mean, many of us have heard of the Flatwoods Monster, and then there's many of us who haven't heard of the Flatwoods Monster. Um, I guess uh, let's start out... Um, a little bit about, you know, let's go into your background a little bit. I know that you are the uh, director of the uh, Visitors Center there in Braxton County. Let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, how you kind of got involved with this. Okay. Well, um, uh, about five years ago or so, uh, actually a little bit longer than five years now, um, uh, whenever uh, me and my then-girlfriend decided to get married, um, she already lived in Braxton County, and I lived one county over in West Virginia, and um, uh, she was more rooted here than I was, so um, I packed up uh, where I was living and, and moved in with her, um, and then uh, a, a person she knows in the community that was on the uh, board of directors at the time, uh, they knew they were going to be looking for a new uh, you know, somebody else to, to take over the helm, and uh, he knew that I was looking for a job, so he me to come in and interview, so I did, um, and uh, ended up getting the job, and uh, been there ever since. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, we uh, we do, my organization does a whole lot of things, um, but, you know, kind of one of the main things right now is um, we operate and curate the uh, Flatwoods Monster Museum, um, that uh, it, we've kind of been doing some form of that for about two years or so, uh, but we recently moved um, locations, and uh, that afforded us the option of having uh, much more space. And because of that, we really just you know decided to really develop it further and make it a full-fledged museum. 
Um, so we've been operating uh, the way we are now since last October, and uh, it's just been uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and like I said, I'd mentioned about uh, Seth Breedlove uh, recently doing the uh, Small Town Monsters documentary uh, regarding the Flatwoods Monster there in Braxton County. Um, what was that like, working with Seth? Uh, that was great. Um, he got a hold of me. Um, I'm wanting to say, you know, it was definitely sometime last year, but I'm, it must have been later in the year. And um, more or less, he was kind of on the trail for, you know, hunting up uh, some artifacts to use in this film, um, hunting up some witnesses to to be interviewed, and that sort of thing. And uh, since we kind of already had our finger on the pulse of uh, the Flatwoods Monster, um and and what's actually what kind of makes it um, a little difficult is there's really not a whole lot of story there, so so to, to dig up um, usable um, yeah, usable material for for somebody like him is actually right. it's it's quite difficult, but uh, but we managed to uh, dig up enough for him to to get started, um, and uh, it just so happened that uh, my neighbor where I live now mm-hmm. is. Who uh, is Freddie May, who is one of the May boys, who was a witness. Right. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And he he actually has been refusing interviews for a long time, uh, but it just so happened one day Seth and his crew were in filming, and um, my wife had called me and told me that um, Fred was home, which he hasn't been home a lot here in the last two or three years. Um, so I thought, well, shoot, come up and say hi. Maybe he'll like you, and maybe he'll let you interview him. Um, and they ended up sitting on Fred's porch for about two hours or so while they were getting to know each other. And by the end of it, Freddie decided that he would um, he would let uh, Seth interview him. So that ended up taking his documentary to a whole new level. Oh, yes, uh, definitely. And and Freddie ended up convincing his brother, Eddie May, who was one of the boys, too, who right. had never been interviewed. He, he had never been interviewed about the Flatwoods Monster. Um, so Seth interviews him as well, and and they're both featured in the the new documentary. That's great. Yeah, so that worked out well. I mean, so are, are you pretty close with Freddie? I mean, being a neighbor and all. I mean, do you? Well, it's actually funny. Not really, um, and that's only because um, we moved into the house that we're in now maybe maybe two or three years ago, and right at the beginning. Um, or pretty, pretty, pretty uh, recently after we moved in, he and his wife were actually out of town almost all the time. Right. Um, because uh, um, his wife actually had had fell ill, and she was receiving uh, medical treatment outside the area. So we would see him on an odd weekend or sure. on an odd couple days. Right. Um, and and the bulk of the conversations that I've had with Freddie. Have been about you know our lawns. They've right. been about the weather. Right, just they've been regular been about neighbor everything. stuff. And 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 I would tr- I would try every now and again to talk about the monster with him, but I could tell while I was talking to him it was something that even if to me it was exciting and interesting that I was talking to this guy who experienced it. Right. You know, sixty five years. Ago. Um, I could tell he was done talking about it. Right. He he. He would much rather talk about his lawn sure. than the monster. So usually, 
we would have about two hour long conversations that would mostly consist of lawn talk and weather. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but, but, but he gave a great interview for, for Seth and he talked all about the, you know, what he experienced and it was a, it was a great interview. That's great. Yeah. And, and I just want to recommend to all the listeners out there. So if you guys are just stumbling across our show, um, you're listening, listening to I Want to Believe Radio, and we are talking to uh, Andrew Smith about the Flatwoods Monster. Um, and he runs essentially a monster museum um, that pertains, that pretty much surrounds the Flatwoods Monster legend there in Braxton County, West Virginia. And he's uh, talking about uh, a little bit about the documentary that they did for Small Town Monsters. And, and his neighbor is actually... Uh, you know, one of the original witnesses, one of the boys that actually witnessed the Flatwoods monster. So uh, it's really incredible. Um, so I guess let's kind of dive into what is the Flatwoods monster? What uh, what is this legend? How did it begin? How did it begin? Okay. Well, um, and on uh, September twelfth, uh, nineteen fifty-two, uh, there were you know several boys on a playground. Uh, in Flatwoods and, um, and like, like playing football and it was in the evening and, um, while they were playing, um, you know, they see this light come across the sky and inexplicably seem to like slow down, maybe stop and land, uh, on what looked like it, you know, it seemed like a nearby hilltop. So, uh, because they, because they saw this thing, you know, that didn't make any sense to them, if they just, immediately ran right toward it to go check it out and uh and on their way um uh the freddie and and eddie who i talked about earlier um that was their you know was their home and their mother was home so they ran in told their mother what uh what they were doing what they saw and her name was uh, kathleen may and uh and then at the time there was also a, a cousin of theirs visiting um, who was, so, uh, you know, as the boys ran up the hill and, uh, stopped at, uh, the May home, uh, they stopped and got uh, their mother, uh, Kathleen May, and, uh, and I believe it was either a cousin or, or a distant cousin that was staying there at the time, um, who was a, who was back from, uh, Army boot camp. Right. He was and, uh, so they, like yeah. Okay. And they were, um, so they, they trekked, on up the hill, and um, and as they were as they were approaching the hill, you know, it was already about dusk. It was already after seven when they saw the thing come over. So as they're going up the hill, it's it's getting dark. Um, and uh, I believe the, the way that I understand the best is, um, you know, kind of getting close to the hilltop off to the right, they could see this, you know, ball or some sort of orb shape that was. Um, you know, red and pulsing and glowing, yeah. uh, and that's what they were more concentrating on. And then, um, you know, they could hear noise coming from their left into the woods. So as they all turned their flashlights that way to look at it, something, you know, is looming over them. You know, between ten and fifteen feet tall. It kind of depends on the on the descriptions that you read. Um, you know, unexplainable what they see, something they've never seen before. Uh, you know, in some testimonies, it's, it's this, you know, grotesque, uh, 
you know, lizardy, uh, otherworldly being. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's kind of like a robot. Um, it's kind of hard to say, and they didn't look at it for very long because as soon as they saw it, they turned tail and were running down the hill get, to get away from it. Um, so that's more or less kind of the, the root of the story. Um, but to me, what really gets fascinating about it is because up till this point, there had really not been uh, too many um you know, alien encounter type stories, especially that that involves so many people, um, and especially you know involving women and children. Uh, it it kind of gripped the nation for a little while, and um, it was it was several years after Roswell, maybe two or three years after Roswell, but really between those two events, there really weren't too many notable um, sightings. Um, so. Uh, so that kind of propelled it into this national and, and maybe even international you know, headlines there for a little while. Um, and then in the years since, there's been several reports that have come out um, that didn't get near the amount of attention at the time, and it was it was on purpose. The people that saw what they saw, yeah. you know, chose to stay quiet about it. Um, but like, uh, there ended up coming to light the story that was that's very eerily similar that took place, you know, a week or two prior about 15 miles north of Flatwoods. And then, of course, there's the now, you know, fairly well-known incident that happened in Frametown, which is about 20 miles south of a couple uh, traveling and, uh, and and breaking down alongside the road and seeing this big something that, you know, pretty well matched the same description. Um so that's that's pretty much it. Subsequently, as you were you had talked about just this a, a little bit ago, I, was, I didn't want to interrupt you, but um, I'm making notes as, as you go because uh, I remember seeing you know reading up on this and also seeing a few uh, short documentaries put together by people who visited. Or uh, I haven't seen Seth's you know uh, film yet, but um, weren't there strange lights and things that had been reported? in that area before the monster was seen, um, that military and other people in, in that area were, were kind of noting and keeping track Investigating. of before all this happened? I, I think I heard you right. What I, what I think you were talking about was, did, did you say something about um, that there were lights seen in the in the area, like in the sky that preceded yeah, the September 12th I incident? Yeah, okay. mentioned about that. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. That that actually isn't something that I'm familiar with, but it's also something that I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I don't really know a lot about it. Yeah, they were trying to make a connection, so I wasn't sure if you guys, that's something new, or that's just something maybe, again, you know, with some of these people that put these together, you never know where, what information, right. where it's being gathered and what's being well, gathered to it. So. Well, the thing is, it's like in the 50s, in the 60s, um, West Virginia was in a hot spot for UFO activity from 1966 to 67 during the Mothman, during the Mothman sightings was the highest, um, UFO counts in West Virginia. But in the 50s, it was a lot of UFO activity, especially, you know, in West Virginia, Washington DC, there was sightings. That's the reason why some people try to make a correlation with, you know, the Braxton County monster and UFOs because of the simple fact. Right. Um, and there's, 
I just had a question for you. I know back in the early 2000s, um, UFO hunters was out there, and they had talked about um, the area still being radioactive. Do you know anything about that at all? No, I don't. Uh, I'd never, I'd never heard that before. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I hope that it's not because I had visited the location, uh, once. So, you know, I hope that my cells weren't altered or anything like that, my DNA. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, but to be honest, I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure. Cause you know what's funny? What I've noticed about Flatwoods Monster stuff is especially when it comes to like TV shows that's been made and right. and like short videos that people right. have made and and that sort of thing, it seems like the stuff involving the Flatwoods Monster kind of comes and goes. Like, um, I like even now if I do like a Google search about the Flatwoods Monster or Phantom of Flatwoods or Braxton County Monster or any of its you know number of names, you know the most stuff that comes up is stuff that I've generated. Or, or that I know that I'm intimately involved with. Um, right. So, like, I, I really haven't seen, like, if there's been TV shows that featured the Flatwoods Monster, I've not, I've probably not seen them. Uh, because if they were recorded before, right. like I said, I've been doing this for five years. Yeah, and, and before, even though I've lived in Braxton County for several years, I moved here whenever I was in sixth grade. And then after I graduated high school, I moved um, moved out and, and went to college. Um, <clears throat> but during that whole time, like when I was young, I would hear the name Flatwoods Monster, but I, I barely knew anything about it. Uh, most of what I know I've learned since, um, since you know, getting the job that I have now. Um, and unless it, you know, kind of easily accessible material or, or it was material that was produced or um, reported on, while I was in this position, then I probably know about it, but otherwise I probably don't. Yeah, um, and, and if, and I come if to anybody could turn me on to any stuff, I, like I will that, definitely. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I will for sure. I know I, I'm not sure. I can't. I because I'm having one of those memory moments. I I cannot remember who put together the YouTube video, but they actually walked up to like the actual fence. Um, and this may have been some interviews that I think that were done quite a few years ago. A few being more than five, I think maybe. I'm not, I, I don't know okay. how accurate I am in this, but as I said, they, they walked, you know, pretty much the, uh, in the footsteps of everything that took place. Um, you know, they went to the spot where obviously the tree is no longer there. Um, but you know, I guess a piece of the fence, uh, post and some of the stuff that was there in the day was there in the video. And if I, if I remember right, they, they talked to one or two people who were, were willing to speak about this. And I don't know that it was any of the May family itself, but I think there were some other people who were loosely okay. connected or interviewed at the time. Because again, there's a lot of um, alluding to the fact that other people may have witnessed something or been part of this, and they just kept very quiet about it over the years until it kind of became a popular thing, you know, much later. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that tree no longer standing there, and I've I've heard other people say that before. And what and, and that it is right that the tree is dead, right? But there's actually the, the because actually still there. There's about 15 feet of it. Right, um, right. The branch. So right. that, that that is that is unless, that is unless 
I wasn't told the exact right spot. Were you? Let me ask you this: I was told. Were you? Were you, I didn't, hate to interrupt again. Were you? Uh, were you a part of any kind of a tour? Because uh, I am now remembering that there was a, a person who was conducting a tour, and there were people with him when they were filming, going to the locations. That's what it was. They were like filming a, a okay. tour that was existing. That's what it was. You know what that what that makes me think you saw? Yeah, at some point while I was rambling, I thought I heard some sort of like click that made me worried, but I just kept talking and told my phone. <laughs> yeah, all right. Or lost it, yeah. So take two. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, but I'll tell you what that makes me think of when you're talking about a tour. Right. Um, and that is, I, I knew it, I know at one time, it may have been really early 2000s, um, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe like middle 2000, before the teens, um, when Frank Faschino visited Flatwoods yep. um, for yep. like a Flatwoods Monster event. And, and he gave, uh, tours that, but it was just like one day and I think it only happened once and it never happened again. Um, so that would make sense to me, but, but that might not, that might not be the only instance of that happening, but that's what that makes me think of. Right, right. And I think that's what it was now that you mentioned the name. So, but it was, it was, okay. it was still informative, but like I said, there were a lot of, uh, I think, you know, he, t- he talked about again that, um, Authorities and National Guard, you know, finding disclosure stuff, I think, after the fact, um, you know, again, that there had been possibly anomalous lights spotted in the area previous to or just before, that type of stuff. That's what I was kind of alluding to, I guess, on my end. But, you know, again, I, I wanted to come here with every all those memories on target, and I apologize. I, it's been a hectic day, so... Um, but well, you're, that, the, you're the guest, okay. and you know you you know the facts, so that's why we have you on. That's right. Well, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to give myself that much credit, but uh, um, but you know what? Those seeing lights in the sky uh, that, that would precede um, the monster. There's something about that though that rings with with some of the other eyewitness stories that I've that I've heard that um, relate to the to the monster, but that aren't. Um, you know the famous story that happened on September 12th. Uh, you know stories that precede it and the story that that happened afterward. Right. Um, it would kind of make sense to you know that kind of goes into um, it. Kind of goes into those those stories that I've heard. But like I said, I don't know anything um, conclusively when it comes to those. No, and that's fine. Like I said, I I think with something that happens the way that this did, and being so many years later. And of course, you know, obviously some of the witnesses who are still alive not really wanting to, I guess, continue or to keep, you know, being interviewed or badgered. I don't know which word to use there. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to put pieces to the puzzle, but I, I still looking at, yeah. you know, the, some of the, the stuff that's out there on it, you know, web page information, uh, some Facebook stuff people have. And again, that video I've seen, it's still, don't sell yourself short down there. It, it still fascinates the hell out of me. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do as a kid had I seen that. And I think that's part of the story, too, is that, you know, those, those people, as told by others, very believable accounts. But then, of course, then you had naysayers years later. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I think listening to the original accounts, I, I'm pretty sure they saw something. Well, well that, yeah. the, the fact that you had Mrs. May, you know, the, the boy's mother, and, 
and then, you know, some friends. And, <coughs> I mean, you know, it was witnessed by multiple people, individuals, you know. And uh, and they weren't looking to gain anything right, off of this. So not, that's what I said. You know? It's one of those things where they weren't looking for overnight fame. Right. And this is back then. This is before the hype of all the paranormal TV shows. Oh, yeah, way things. before. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, okay. like you say, way out in the middle of, you know, this Flatwoods area, you know, I mean, you know, some boys playing football, and I mean, it's yeah, absolutely. There's nothing to gain here. Andrew, can you speak to the can you speak to the fact that it seemed like um, witness descriptions seem to be a little varied, and how that's come into play? Well, what's interesting is the witness. If you take um, all the witness accounts that I've seen given. Um, at, like at the time, uh-huh. um, and especially eyewitness drawings, <clears throat> to me they're incredibly um, in sync. Like if you, if you look at them across the board, especially given the knowledge that they were taken separately, you know the, the accounts were taken separately. Uh, they they really all look pretty cohesive. It seems like the the incohesiveness in it starts later. Um, right. when when maybe people are, are retelling their stories, maybe in the, the 80s and 90s, um, <clears throat> you know, that sort of thing. Like, like to me, something that I find really interesting is that, you know, uh, Kathleen May, you know, sat down with an artist in 52, and they drew what's, you know, essentially now become the iconic, you know, vision of what the monster looks right, like. Right, right. And, and I would think that if the artist put a whole bunch of his own, you know, details into it, that by the time it got done, she would, you know, straight up, you know, refute, say, you know, this isn't what I saw. But, but she, she seemed to, she seemed to acknowledge that that's more or less what she saw. She posed for several pictures, you know, holding the drawing. Um, but then like later, uh, now whenever, you know, Freddie is interviewed about it, he talks about, you know, what he saw being this kind of mechanical thing, um, still not really being able to explain what it is, but um, you know, seemingly they they saw the same thing, um, and so I don't know. And uh, there, there's part of me that really wants to stick with the original accounts that were given in the fifties, um, but that might just be because that's what I prefer. It's probably my own bias, like. I like it. I, I like, I like for, I like the notion of something that happened in the fifties being totally fifties sci-fi and looking fifties sci-fi. Um, you know that that fits my aesthetic and right. But uh, so and, and I get like, I get what you're going for there. I I, abs- I absolutely feel that way too. It's it's kind of right in that genre without meaning to be, but it is. It fits it fits right into. You know, all the movies yeah. and the things that were, you know, hitting America at the time about, you know, space invaders and, but again, you know, listening, not listening to, but, you know, um, reading the, again, the account and in the interview, uh, with these individual, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of going along with the thing too that maybe this, was it a spacesuit or, you know, that was, you know, if it was truly an alien, I'm not saying it was because we obviously don't know, but, was it a spacesuit, or maybe this was a drone, like some sort of robot thing too? Uh, just from the red eyes and the you know the collar piece that seemed to be behind the head and floating, you know, type of deal. 
Yeah, I don't know. It seems it seems pretty open ended. Um, right. Uh, you know, honestly, the the whole thing because when you when <clears throat> that's another thing too. I mean, when when you have people witnessing something that they can't explain at all, and and coming from a background that was also pretty unexposed right. to a lot of things, even though in the even in the fifties, I don't know exactly what year they would have been, but you know, fifties is when you know uh, sci-fi movies started. Right. Like, I don't really know that that would have affected anything here. You know, to be honest with you, because I remember you know while while Seth was making uh, his documentary you know, for Small Town Monsters. Uh, I talked to to Freddie and asked if he would happen to have any like family pictures from around that time, and he said that he didn't. He said the oldest pictures that he would have had would probably be sometime in the mid '60s because that would have been the first time they owned a camera. Right. So you know, if that was the first time they owned a camera, so it wasn't out. that accessible yeah. to the community like you know those movies and. Well, you know, yeah, TV yeah, because they were they were out well, and about. Yeah, I mean, right. It, yeah, and TV obviously was still new in its infancy and things. But and again, uh, and Andrew's making a good point that I think too with any exposure that we probably could throw at people now, just did that really wasn't you know it didn't exist at that level then. And the, like you said, even being that's like this sci-fi genre feel to it. Um, I don't know, man. Again, the description, it's just so totally different from all the other stuff that seems to be reported, except when there were closer encounters that started to happen much later. Then some of the similarities kick in. But even though this story wasn't, I mean, it was huge, but it wasn't one of those that, I'm trying to put this a nice way, that it didn't skip over certain generations so that when there were other encounters, even those were vastly different. There weren't. There weren't certain similarities, I guess, is what I'm trying to point out here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Andrew. Um, have there been, as far as you're aware, have there been other similar encounters in anywhere else um, in the United States? I mean, have there been similar eyewitness encounters of these, um, I guess, quote-unquote, aliens? As uh, not as far as, as I know, at least. Right. That's what I was going to say. Um, at least as far as the way that I, the, you know, the way that I know that the monster, right. the, the Flatwoods monster has been described, the, it really the closest thing that I would think I could probably put my finger on would probably be Mothman. Um, only, and the only reason why I say that is because well, the, the encounters eyes. with, the, well, the, well, yes, but, and also the, the encounter with the Flatwoods monster was so brief. And, you know, who knows what it was, who knows what, whatever they saw, whatever they saw was capable of. Um, you know, so it's kind of hard to tell, but that, that always seemed to me to be the, the closest fit. And I know that amongst, uh, funny enough, amongst skeptics, um, you know, uh, Joe Nickel being the one that comes to mind, you know, first, right. um, there's, you know, a lot, most, um, skeptics kind of lump the two together. You know, they kind of feel like they're probably the same misinterpreted um, natural phenomena or or what have Swamp you. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, so it has huge well, eyes. Yeah, 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 okay. The funny thing is there's no there's no swamps here. Right. I don't know of one swamp in Braxton County. <laughs> Definitely not on the hills of Flatwoods. Right. It'd be pretty dry up there. <laughs> uh, now, with this, I guess with this um, phenomena or, or 
this uh, sighting. Is there anything cryptic about it? Were, were, were there any, you know, with the witnesses involved, the the, the children or uh, Mrs. May, uh, did they, were there any illnesses that they had fallen to? Or, That's a good question. I was of, just uh, going to ask that. Yep. Uh, curses or bad luck or any anything that might have been associated with the um, with the eyewitnesses of, of this this creature. Well, the only thing I'd ever heard when it came to illnesses and that sort of thing was uh, that some of the witnesses, you know, falling ill, you know, during and right after the encounter, maybe lasting, you know, a couple days up to maybe a week or two. Um, But I'd never heard of anything necessarily long-lasting. Right. um, Other than the only thing I can think of is um, the few of the witnesses that I know that have, you know, passed away or been in poor, poor health. You know, I think they, if, if memory serves, I think they may have all developed cancer. Yeah, there's um, that radiation again, there. It could be, but the only thing too is, on top of that, is they were all they were all older. You know, right. when they got, I know the cancer isn't necessarily a no. A lot of know, old, older people develop it. You know, well, later and years. we have to, and I think you look into see if they're all smokers too, the because back that, right, that right. was a big the thing back then, back then. Just smoke, yeah, smoke, absolutely. smoke. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know. I, I don't know about. I don't know about all. I don't know that that any of them had smoke. Had like a lung cancer or anything like. Because right. I'm almost. I'm almost positive that none of the witnesses that I'm aware of smoked. Oh wow! Wow. Which is yeah, so especially back then. And, and yeah. So that changed. Yeah. That changes that dynamic right. right there immediately. Wow. But that, that's just as far as I know. I'm not. That's actually an aspect of it that I've not thought about that hard. Right. Right. You know, Andrew, and, and like the Mothman uh, was prophetic in a way that, <coughs> excuse me, he had the collapse of the bridge there in Point Pleasant. Yeah. Um, was there anything that happened um, as far as um, in Braxton County, like any tragedy or, or anything that might have happened shortly thereafter the encounter? Hmm. That's interesting too. To I don't know that I've ever thought of, it, of that. Um, if, if there if there was anything that happened after, I don't think it would have been. You know, it, it, I would think it would. It, you know, if anything bad had happened afterwards, it wouldn't have been big enough that it became war or anything right. like that. Right. Because you know, something like the class of the Silver Bridge where. You know, what was it, 40 some, 50 some people died? Yeah. You know, right, that right. changes a big for, for generations. Right. And there's nothing that I can think of that's on that scale that's happened. Probably the biggest thing that changed our community that happened in the, in the years to come were, um, both of our big, both of our big lakes were dammed. Uh-huh. Um, we, in the interstate, came through um but you know but nothing nothing tragic but i tell you what both those things did completely change the way of life in this county oh, but, sure, uh, sure. but uh, i don't know if um you know to me i've never put that together and that and right. i'm probably stretching to be honest with you <laughs> well and like you had mentioned about the similarities to that of the mothman you know what if indeed you know they are in fact the same creature, but it's just in 1952, 
you know, versus, uh, what was it, 67 for the Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant or 68? Um, I was say, but mid to late 60s sounds right to me. Right, because there are similarities there. Uh, uh, the 1966. 66. November 17th, 1966. Okay, see, that's the Mothman authoritarian right there. That's why we have you on the show, okay. Elmer. To keep us in check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, because, I mean, how far are you guys away from, like, Point Pleasant, West Virginia? How far away is Braxton County? Well, I um, I am probably, I would say at least uh, maybe a two-hour drive. Okay. Um, yeah, you are. Point You're Pleasant. two hours away from me. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the way the crow flies, you know, it's probably about half that distance. But driving-wise, you kind of have to drive south real far and then drive, I think, east or west. Actually, now right. I'm not sure what. But you have to drive a, you have to drive a big L. Yeah. Elmer, do you see any connections between the Mothman and the and the Flatwoods Monster? I mean... Uh, you know, really, the only connections I can think of is UFO activity during that time. Um, the creatures are... Totally different to me. You know, one had wings, one didn't have wings, and it floated. I mean, the red eyes, yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, like the witnesses for the Braxton County monster that, you know, to me it sounds like it's more mechanical. Yep. And, Andrew, have you ever heard um, Stan Friedman's theory on it? You know, I don't think I have. I didn't know. I didn't know Stan Freeman ever talked about the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah, he was on the show one time. I asked him about it, and he had actually came out to Braxton County in the seventies. Okay. To do some little investigations, and his theory was it was like a bio suit. Oh yeah, yeah. And because he said that his theory was that it was like a bio suit. The alien came down in, you know, taking, you know, specimens or whatever and just shot off. Because of some of the reports, if I remember correctly, that uh, Old Spade had just shot off up in the space right after being seen. So it, it kind of made sense to me that it was more... Like that, it could have been something inside of it. Like a yeah, scout. like the scouting. Almost sounds like the uh, yeah, the, I mean, the the beginning to the movie E.T. Remember at the beginning when they're getting specimens, they landed well, on I Earth. Think and... it, <laughs> I think it had a lot more to do with you know the time too, because of the simple fact of the 1950s. You know, you did have a lot of UFO activity. You did have you know the sci-fi boom that was. You know, it's like one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is old black and white sci-fi movies with really crappy UFOs flying on shoestrings and everything else. But, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things It's like, you know, in the 60s, it's kind of died down. You know, you already, in the 60s, you had some a little bit more prominent encounters UFO-wise because, you know, you had the Mothman sightings, a.k.a. Inner Cold. Um, you had the Betty and Barney Hill cases. You had, um, you know, you also had the Kecksburg crash. You know, all these different things that was going on in the 60s, but nobody really, you know, like mm-hmm. sci-fi movies were just kind of like pushed right. to the wayside. 
after the 50s, but... Well, I know, I know. You know, the Braxton County Monster, you know, I mean, Andrew's always talked about me coming out there and checking things out, and I was almost there, Andrew. I was almost there. I was on the back side of Sutton a few months ago, and I was almost there, man. I was almost on your doorstep, but I was with the electric company, but, you know, we had to go back the other way and head back towards Beckley and all that stuff, but I was almost there, man. Don't worry. I'll get there sooner or later. Elmer, about what part of the state do you live? If you don't I mind mean, well, I well, basically, you might as well say I'm right beside Point Pleasant. Okay, okay. See, I'm the one that does, like, the bus tours during the Mossman Festival. Oh, okay, okay, great, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was at uh, Mossman last year. I don't know if you would have seen me or not, but I was wearing our... Uh, uh, Flatwood Monster mascot costume and uh, take a oh, picture sweet. of people. That's awesome. <laughs> now, yeah, see, I was getting fun. ready. To, I was getting ready to ask you that. I know you all had the museum over there, and nobody ever brings up the big giant Braxton County Monster chair. Oh, I freaking love that chair. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, was, love that I was just chair. looking at a picture of that. Well, we yeah, we cool. bring it up. That that was actually part of that was our doing. We started that project in in uh, 2015, uh, but there's actually there's five of them. There's not just one. Wow, there's five of them. Well, are they? Because yeah. they're at the. the and they're actual, all they're all they're all ten feet tall. Yeah, I was going to say that ten feet tall. And yeah. you know you can of course you can go to different. Uh, just type in uh, Braxton County Monster. You can uh, do the uh, Flatwoods Monster and. And there's all kinds of information there. Of course, you see um, information um, on Andrew, and as well as uh, the Flatwoods Monsters. And, and there's um, looks like it's a part of the Braxton uh, County Visitors Center or Bureau. There's some information that's got pictures, um, little uh, looks like lanterns or idols of the Braxton County mm-hmm. Monster or the Flatwoods Monster. And it looks like. Basically, it's the same little knickknack that you guys have produced ever since the 1950s. It's kind of cool. Well, the uh, yeah, if you would go, if you go to our website, which is uh, braxtonwv.org/monster, that kind of takes you on the beginning of kind of the the journey of the the Flatwoods Monster, especially as far as we're concerned. Um, that's our website, and that's we have a whole lot of content on there. But that in that area uh, of our website, that'll tell you about the Monster Chairs uh, project. We started that in, like I said, in 2015, right? And I believe one was built and placed at the beginning of 2016. And that's you know what's funny uh, that you mentioned Elmer that there's a monster, you know, Monster Chair singular is whenever we first started building them, we built one and placed it. And it took a little while before we found more, because the idea all along was to build several of them. Um, but we built and placed the first one, and it took us a little while to come up with <clears throat> another location to put it. And meanwhile, we actually got a decent amount of press for our project, but the only thing that could ever cite was the one chair, because that's all there was. <laughs> so then we proceeded to make four more and, and spread them around, um, and they got you know considerably less attention after that. But yeah, there there are there are five total, and they're kind of peppered all around Braxton County. Um, we would like to even do more and expand on it more, but right now 
Um, we just don't have any place to put them. Um, but each one is, um, and we even have a, we even have like a thing going now that's kind of like a fun little, uh, adventure, um, uh, a fun little adventure tour. And that's if you visit all of them and, you know, take a picture at each one of them, um, you can come into our office or a couple other locations, show somebody, you know, all the pictures that you took and, and we'll give you, you and any member and all the members of your party that's with you, like this, this sticker that's, uh, that says that's, you can, the only way you can get it is if you, if you take that, you know, what we, what we call the free practice challenge. And if you go on our website, we have a section that's called, well, it's, it's braxtonwv.org slash braxy, which is B-R-A-X-X-I-E. <laughs> Uh, and that, that spells it out and more, and what it is, the narrative of it, it's just to be like a fun thing, particularly like a fun thing maybe you can do with, with kids, um, nice. and that sort of thing. But most of the people that came into my office have not been kids. It's just right been right after adults. It's just people my age. It's like uh, but that's, that's cool too. I, I love it. You yeah, know, we need I, to, I, you're, you're, speak, me, you're speaking about I all would, these. If, if I was, if I wasn't doing it, if I wasn't putting it on, I would be doing it myself. Right. But, uh, but, but the idea is you go around and you're taking pictures of, of the monster in order to prove its, its existence because the men in black are trying to wipe the memory of the monster right. from, from the people so that it, that'll be forgotten. Um, nope. Oh, that we designed. The- oh, there you guys. You guys there? Hello? Hello? Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we we're lost good. you for just a, just a half a second. I'm sorry. Okay. You lost me or lost somebody else? I lost both of you guys because it's the Skype. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's the Men in Black. black. So yeah. The Men in Black. <laughs> the Men in Black, they're tapping us. Yeah. Well, you know, you're talking about all this great, these great products, Dan, Andrew. I'm thinking, man, we need to have one of those lamps for our studio. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. And a T-shirt. How do we, how do we, are they on your webpage? Can we order all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Your it's, all here. it's on BraxtonWV.org. Yeah. Okay. yeah. See, he's got a thing I'm over there. Look, I have nothing over here. I'm things. staring at a wall. Now, Andrew, are the lanterns still homemade still or they send them off now? No, they, they're, they're still, they're still made, they're still made the same way that they've been made. Ceramic. Since they, they've been, they've been in, they've been in production since the late 60s. 60s. And they're still made the same way. They're still made by the same woman, actually. Wow. That's um, they're awesome. not made here though. Right. Yeah. They're not made here though. They're made in Marietta, Ohio. Okay. Um, there was a ceramicist that I guess they found, I guess they couldn't find anybody closer to, to make them. And uh, she, she slip casts every one of them. Fires every one of them and paints every one of them. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, we got to get one of those. A lot of work goes. We need one that. of those. Now, here, definitely. I I got to I got to tell you this story. It's it's kind of odd. See, my grandma got me into you know <laughs> the paranormal stuff, and um, well, it's funny. Well, she actually had one of the lanterns at her house whenever I was a kid, and I was just like obsessed with it because you know it's like. You know, when you're a kid, you, you you hear these stories, you know, folklore of, you know, Braxton County Monster, Mothman. But I was more into Braxton County Monster when I was growing up because it just seemed more realistic than Mothman. You know what I mean? Which is odd now because the simple fact of what I do. But I, I just remember sitting there on top of her mantle 
and just staring at it and just thinking to myself, I wonder if that thing's outside right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, at first when you look That's at really it, funny. and you're a kid, you're probably wondering, okay, what the hell is that thing, you know? And, you know, until you really know yeah, the story. Yeah, it's pretty odd looking. <laughs> but uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and that's actually kind of funny you talk about being a kid uh, i've got a, a two and a half year old daughter right and you know i've been doing this job for five years and we've been doing monster heavy stuff for you know about three years so sure. longer than she's been alive and um so her whole life you know she's seen the monster she comes visit me at work you know i wear my monster she's t-shirts monster around kid, yeah. that sort of stuff so she's all about it and the other day um, I was actually visiting my my mom in Flatwoods. I just live a town over, but my mom lives in Flatwoods, and um, my stepdad had recently bought a Jeep, and he was he was taking it back into the woods behind um, his house and wanted to take 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 he and I for a ride as well as my daughter and my sister's daughter, my niece, and they're both they're both around two or three. Right. Um, so we're, so we're driving through the woods, and as we're driving, my kid starts telling my niece, look over there. Look, there's a monster. Look, look over there. There might be another monster over there. So I turn around, and I say, Maddie, are you trying to find the Flatwoods monster? And she says, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> she, she's, all, she's all about it, and she's two. Right. <laughs> well, the apple, apples don't fall far from the tree, that's for sure, man. You know, you yeah, got a monster yeah, get on your hands there. Eventually take the reins over from her pop someday. That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> Braxton County monster, the Flatwoods monster. Did he? Did anybody witness that he had a, or had been wearing an Infinity Gauntlet by chance? <laughs> no, um, he does not have an Infinity Gauntlet. There's only one person in West Virginia has that Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, That's me, he okay? posted that up on Facebook, man. Elmer's got it. Nah, spoiler, you're going to turn us all to ash and kill us? Oh, oh, spoiler. Oh, uh, just like a snap of the finger, the show ends. That's right. <laughs> so on those notes, uh, on those notes, Elmer. Keep your eyes to the sky. And happy haunting. We'll see you next time, yep. guys. Thanks Thank for listening to I Want to Believe Talk Radio. Yep, thanks for joining Normal us. Now Network, powered by... Live Radio 1. And listen to You've been listening to I Want to Believe Radio. Right here on Live Radio 1, the Paranormal Now Network, and WKDS 89.9 FM, Kalamazoo.